You're listening to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Phil Knight here with my guest, Chuck Haddon. He's the CEO for the Michigan Manufacturing Association and uh, 2,000 members uh, for a state association. And I, I lead a state association, the Food Bank Council of Michigan. So I have seven members. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty impressed here, Chuck. And uh, I'm sure that your job some days is like uh, like herding cats when their tails are on fire. A little bit, but not always. That's more when, it, when I'm over at the legislature, that's what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I just love this idea of how we're bringing uh, the nonprofit world and the for-profit world together to meet needs for, uh, for everybody concerned. A few minutes ago in the last segment, you talked about, uh, and I should go to full disclosure here, Todd Gustafson, the leader at Conexus, has been a guest on our show. Yeah, he's and so out. you've just reaffirmed everything that uh, that Todd talked about on his appearance here with on us at uh, Food for Thought. Yep. So no, you talked a little bit about yeah, he's one of the leaders in that Michigan Works group. I, I just phenomenal young leader. Yes. So I mean, I think you and him that I've talked to, and Dwayne Berger, of course, yep. as well. You know, leaders are supposed to see before, beyond, and better than the rest of us. And in this issue, on this in this sector, you three guys are 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 doing just that. You're seeing the opportunities, you're seeing the challenges, but you're seeing before, beyond, and better than anyone else that we're talking to. Well, I think that's. That's partly our job, really. I, I, I think, you know, I admire the way you think about things also. But I, I think the job of, of, a, of a leader is to be prepared for what's going to happen next and where are you going to take the association or your company or whatever it might be sure. to the next level. And, I, and to do that, you've got to sometimes get out of your comfort zone. Right. And, 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 and that's really what – I'll go back to Todd again because he – the comfort zone for the Michigan Works people – was pretty much we're the unemployment agency, mm-hmm. and our customer is the client that walks in the door. The Durant, the the, the idea behind Durant, uh, demand driven is that no, that's not the customer. The customer is the employer, and you want to please the employer so you can fill more of those jobs. Mm-hmm. And we have about a dozen Michigan Works companies or state or regions that do a really good job of changing this idea and making it happen um and 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 really work the issues for their for their for their customers who are the manufacturers or the hospitals or whoever they are trying to help fill right and 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 i think that's just and well i'll tell you we're only about three states in the union that are doing that right now wow but the federal government is now forcing other states to start thinking that way and we're kind of one of the leaders and uh, that are doing it and i'm very proud of what Luann Dunsford has done with Michigan Works to make sure we stay a leader in that area. Well, Luann is a, she's a tremendous leader, and uh, we've got to have her on this show to talk about um, employment and workforce development and how do we help people take the next step. And of course, from our perspective, Chuck, we think if they, if there's a family, uh, individuals that are living under the toxic stress of food insecurity, yep. where they just don't have enough and are worried about it, particularly at the end of the month when they're having to make trade-offs between more fixed cost yep. versus more flexible costs. We know that food is considered flexible, and so 
they'll tend to take that what money they do have for food and go and try to stretch that as far as they can. Well, unfortunately, they're going to buy food that's less healthy. Yep. And that creates down the road problems, particularly in healthcare, that you know is far more costly to 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 deal with and address then than what it is now to help people just become food secure. Oh, absolutely. I you know if you. If you don't get fresh fruit, an apple or something, you start losing, you know, you don't get that vitamin C. Um, and if you're just buying bread, you know, you're not doing your teeth any favors. So right. you've got to find a way to, to help make that all work. Um, and, and quite frankly, I'm very proud of my manufacturer because they offer the best benefits around. But at the same time, if we don't control our health care costs, we got to right. find a way to get that under control. And I think this is one of the ways we can help do that. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, I... I think I got, I got to I got to go back for just a minute because I had a thought a little bit ago and I wrote it down. It, and here's an amazing leadership point for me with the manufacturing members that are a part of your association. You know, there's a I run into a lot of people that will say, "Well, yeah, I want to help someone, but they're not as willing to help people where they're at." Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> you know, you got to yep. help people where they're at, not yep. where you wish they were. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, we all wish that people weren't struggling with food insecurity and some of these other issues that come as a package deal when you are food insecure. Yeah. But the bottom line is the manufacturers have defined reality, said this is our workforce. These are the issues they're dealing with. And if we're going to have a workforce, we're going to have to help them deal with that. And I think that sets the tone and builds a model for so many industries across the state and really across the nation. Oh, I, I agree. I, it's a, I think it's going to be a growing trend. I'm, I'm happy to see it happen in Michigan. But I also think that employers cannot not look at this and say, gee, Manias, not only is it as you said, a win-win-win, but it's, it's, it's good for my employees, it's good for me, I save on these costs in health care, I save on these costs in absenteeism, I save in these costs in training. It's almost a mistake not to think about this financially if you're an employer. Right. So if I want to keep up with the news that's affecting manufacturing in Michigan, because I do, because I know that that, that also affects my industry uh, in the Food Bank Council, in the Food Bank world, how would I do that? Is there a website that, that we can go to, Chuck? Well, we have a website, uh, that we, and we also have a, an online magazine and a, and a, and a bi-monthly wet magazine. Um, we do every other one's digital one month, and the next month it's paper. Um, and our website is mi, as in Michigan, mfg.org. Okay, great. Michigan Manufacturers Association. I'm looking at it right now. Yep, yep. And we, it's a brand new website. It's also uh, it's brand new because we finally got it to go mobile also, so you can see it on your phone. You do whatever you want. Very good. But it, it's, a, it's, we, we, it's an exciting time, I think, to be manufacturers in Michigan because of the challenges and because of the innovation that's just happening out there. It's just, that's what's driving so much of this success here in Michigan is, and that innovation could come in many forms. And one of those forms might be HR and human treating your employees the way that they, you know, is going to be useful for you to be treating them, not just treating them as chattel. So before you go, Chuck, talk to us a little bit about present opportunities in manufacturing in Michigan and what the future looks like. Well, I think, well, let me start with the second one first. I think the future is very bright. I, we, we're, we're always going to be 
dedicated to the automobile business. And I don't think there's any way we can get away from that. And it, it, even if we try, we don't, we're not going to get away from that. But I think our automobiles have companies have really learned a lot during the recession. They are planning better. Uh, they are trying to manage their demand a little bit. Uh, and, and doing that, they, I, they say there will be a slowdown, but it won't be a fall-off-the-cliff slowdown in about a year or so. Mm-hmm. So, they are, so all the suppliers are sort of slowing down a little bit, but they, they are going to continue to have put, out, put cars out there and, and parts out there. Right. But, so they, but what they learned in the last recession is that when they hunkered down is what they really did because they didn't have any business. Everybody stopped doing business. They hunkered down. They kept a core group of individuals that they wanted to keep on staff because they had the training they needed and the talent they needed to be, to be there. And they didn't want to lose that talent to somebody else after the recession. So they had four-day work weeks. They had Christmas, New Year's off. They did everything they could during that time to make it easy but kept them a core group of people employed. That is so different than what's happened in the past recessions where they would let them all go, say, come back and we'll hire you back. They were afraid of losing that talent, and that talent is what changed everything. Hmm. And so I think now people want to keep that talent. How do you keep that talent? You've got to keep that talent happy. How do you keep that talent happy? It goes beyond wages. It goes beyond uh, benefits. Those are pretty much standard across the board to be do that. I think you've got to get to the personal level. You've got to help them help themselves sometimes. That's excellent. I'm looking at your website right now, Chuck, and um, 150-plus thousand manufacturing jobs since 2009 here yeah. in Michigan. Yeah. That's- yeah, and we're leading the nation in that right now. So I, I think our future is bright. I know it's going to slow a little bit, but I think we've learned a lot of good lessons since uh, 08, 09. And, um, you know, I, I was, I don't know if I ever told you the story, Phil, but I was lucky enough to start over as CEO uh, of the organization in September 15th of 08, which was the same day Freddie and Fannie went bankrupt. Wow. And so I, I, I had two, I had two companies, two of my largest members go bankrupt on me. And I'm wondering, oh my God, what's going to happen here? Right. But it was a, it was a scary time, but we came out of it and now we're, we're growing again. And we're, I think we we're, we're, coming up with great ideas that we can help our members succeed in their business. Well, and I love the fact that through that recession, you, 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 you just described that you've learned, we've learned lessons. We yes. know how to do this so that we're not dropping people off the cliff anymore yep. when there is a downturn. No, and, and I think that goes through all the way through it. And also what they did is they, they diversified. They didn't just go with one uh, client one automaker or whatever. They diversified into, okay, if I'm making this for a car, can I make it for a tractor? Mm-hmm. Or uh, I'm making belts, so can I make another type of belt? Or, you know, can I, can I be out of this sector but in the sector in Germany or in Tokyo? It's my goal when I leave here that Michigan, you know, southeast Michigan, uh, I would say to Grand Rapids, to Chicago, to Indianapolis, to Pittsburgh becomes one of the key manufacturing centers of the world. Hmm. And, and I see that happening. There's only going to be so many of those, and I see so many of the outside companies coming in and putting down roots here because they want to be where the autonomous vehicle is going to be. They want to be in that next wave. They want to be part of that. And that's, that's happening here in Michigan. 
Chuck Haddon, CEO for the Michigan Manufacturing Association, one of the partners with the Food Bank Council of Michigan and Michigan Works. And uh, I think it's a great illustration about how nonprofit, for-profit, and, uh, and then state government working together to meet the needs of our citizens, our employees, and uh, the folks, our neighbors. Chuck, thanks for being on Food for Thought here on WJR. Thanks Thank for you, being my friend, and thanks for being a leader in our state. No, I appreciate it, Phil. Thank you very much. I love our friendship. Yep, me too. Chuck Haddon, CEO for the Michigan Manufacturing Association. This is Dr. Phil Knight. I'll be right back.